You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Maybe it's cold outside on Friday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yeah. We had Charlie Friday. as a dad commenting on it, and we were trying to decide what's fair in the Me Too movement, the Cleveland station that's banned it. Over the weekend, the daughter of the original composer and writer spoke out to USA Today. The daughter is in her 70s, <laughs> and she's basically pissed that this song, she said, my dad wrote that song, Baby It's Cold Out. For her, for him and my mom to sing at parties, and he said Aww. my mom and dad would go back and forth about it. And she said, and Bill Cosby ruined it because Bill, Bill Cosby, Cosby ruined a lot of things. Correct. Now, I don't mean to be a cynic. I don't mean to be a cynic right now. There's a Bill Cosby sketch where he like calls out the creepiness of that song. No, no, no. Because he drugged women. Oh, oh. Okay. And in he that song, okay. hey, what's in this drink? And the daughter. I thought he had a comedy session. No, about that. no, I was like, no. Oh, she that's was the most meta thing ever. Everybody thinks now. Okay. About what's in that drink? Okay, I, I was confused because like people no, are making. Think, no, I think Cosby. There are some old sketches where he did he. No, oh, no, no. There's something to that where he okay. could stand up and he talked. Yeah, that's like, not joked yeah. about. Stuff and I thought this was a very specific one because no, no, no. She okay. was just saying because <laughs> of what's happened with him, it's made this song look worse. And she is saying, no, no, no. That's that song point. was my mom and dad. They sang it at parties, and that was like the joke. They'd go back and forth. And she said that used to also be a saying. If you had like a stiff drink, or if you got a little loopy, or your date did, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you'd say, "Wow, what was in that what's drink?" What's in this drink? Well, she said that was a common phrase. Hey, what was in that drink? She said it wasn't about drugging people. It was just an interesting take because everybody now is flipping out about that song. Well, the cynic in me wonders, does she get royalties when it plays That's on the radio? That's a fair question. That is a fair... I'm guessing... Does that, that play into her frustration right. that it's being removed? You people keep playing that song. <laughs> fine, fine line between cynicism and capitalism there, yeah, Hoffman. But if it was, hey, back then it was cool to, you know, roof somebody. It was cool to slip something in their drink. Somebody. That would be a different, like, you'd Damn you, Don Draper. No, but I'd say you would lose that argument. If she said, hey, my dad was always slipping things in women's drink. That was just his thing. <laughs> you would lose that argument. Weird flex, but okay. It'd be so funny if that was the case. But she's making, but that's not her argument. She's no. saying it was a common phrase. Hey, what's in that drink? And it wasn't because you were getting drugged like Bill Cosby. So it's, it's very interesting. You'd see, I think it's in USA Today, her rebuttal. What reporter made that phone call? Hey, your dad wrote the song about the rapey Christmas stuff, and we, we want to know your thoughts about it. In fairness, when you're, it's kind of, isn't that kind of a layup of a story? Like, you know, all you got to do is call her and just be like, okay, this is what her opinions are on the song. Boom. Where you call the recording studio, like, uh, you know, the label it was on, they're like, I, I don't know, call the daughter. She's pissed because she's losing money. <laughs> <laughs> call her. Uh, we never did get to our text topic, which was, what did you do on Sunday? Sh- Were you lazier? <laughs> Did you have less of a buy-in than the Blues did? 855-282-8255. We'll keep an eye on that. Also, the Cardinals have holiday tickets available at cardinals.com. A lot of packages, which include the bobbleheads, the Friday games, the holiday packs is, is what the they call Is the Goldschmidt pack going to be released soon? When Arizona comes to town? Is there, is there a homestand? Now, there would be great if there was a homestand in which Arizona and Washington back-to-back come to Bush Stadium. You can call it the Goldschmidt-Harper package. 
Yeah, because Harper resigns. With yeah. the no, Nets. Harper comes here. Right. No, yeah, I, yeah, and becomes yeah. a Cardinal. I, am I the only one who's still bothered by the 46? The fact that... I think so. Are you really irritated by that? I think I want did, my did Mike Leak bother you too? Did the eight on Mike yes, Leak bother you? Did. So the, well, here's so the thing the though. There, I want Goldsmith wearing that forty-four. Well, then you talk to Luke Gregerson, sir. But I here's think... the thing though. Then they offer they only they offered Luke Gregerson a single digits number. So then my question then would be, which would bother you more? A Luke knowing Gregerson. that Luke Gregerson has the, the single existence. digit number and that Paul Goldsmith <laughs> gets his forty-four, or the way it is now, whereas they're forty-four and forty-six. Which one as a clear number and uniform nerd would bother you more. I think if I could speak for Martin, I think uh, Goldschmidt having 46 bothers him more because likely see him every day. Yeah, likely during the season, if Luke Gerson's pitching, he's probably turning the game off because the game's out of hand. <laughs> and Goldschmidt's a guy. You're not seeing Luke Gerson in 3-2 games this year. Correct. So I think that's okay. Strong All right, two comments Strong I made point. directly to Mr. DeWitt. <laughs> and we have a, and, and, directly. No, that I did, that didn't really, like, fell flat. Before we, Shocking. On, before we went on, <laughs> I said I was joking about the number thing. I'm, it's not keeping me up at night, but I do. I wish Gregerson was talking. No, no, no. You got to fix this. Give him the 45. <laughs> I wish he would step in and make this right, even though Goldschmidt apparently does not want to ruffle any feathers. I said to Mr. DeWitt, I said, God, I forgot Gregerson was even on the team. He said, oh, yeah, well, he is. You know. To your deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he thought it was that funny. And then I said to him, I, I can, I and then I said to him on and off air, I said, God, I thought Andy Young was somebody you made up. He's like, no, 37th round pick. And I was like, right, I know he's real. <laughs> but the idea that he might have been made up is funny to me. Martin, th- there are man hours that he paid out of, that he that they Correct. paid out to scout those draft picks. And how dare you Correct. not respect that? And that was right after by I joking said, about it. And then right after I said, "God, did people really want Luke Weaver and Carson <laughs> Kelly?" He's like, "Oh yeah, high demand." I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I should keep my sarcastic Cardinal comments God, away God, from they have the an option. I really hope the Witt comes back to you next time you talk to him or interview him, and he's just got lines for you. <laughs> or if Gregerson ends up being the closer, <laughs> he like, makes a 30, comment about Martin it. In the interview. Remember, I, I seem to recall Martin didn't know he was on the team. Did, how many people remember that he was still on the team and that he had forty four? I thought uh, they're going to hold up a Goldschmidt forty four. I knew Gregerson was on the team. I did not know he wore number 44. I just now learned that they have an, a team option for a third year Ooh. for 2020 if they can either pick it up or it's a $1 million buyout, or, I doubt this happens, if he pitches in 60 games this upcoming season, it's automatically vested. I just learned that now, and I'm wondering who was offer, who else was offering that? Was the market for like Gregerson why, that strong last right, year? Why such a uh, sweetheart deal? There, there's about 10 guys you could tell me were number 44 in this roster. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, why, why aren't they giving up the number? Just, I mean, Izzy had it, but just historically in the game, that, that's kind of a, a cool number. I'll get over it. Anyway, here's more important topics with the Cardinals. Bill DeWitt, and the question was about fan base kind of wanting them to get going, start winning more games, and get back into October. Always. They're great fans, and regardless of what we do, they're they're very supportive. And, you know, when I run into fans, which I do all the time at games and elsewhere uh you know they're great but having said that they're they want to win too and they want star power and uh you know we've just come up a little short the last few years even though we've had great seasons or not great seasons but good seasons winning seasons and uh you know i think adding a paul goldschmidt really changes the dynamic of how the fans perceive our club and i do think they feel good not publicly, but they feel good about their chances 
to resign Paul Goldschmidt. He's not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk about it. But I think that was a big part of this move. Calculated risk. If Goldschmidt plays and he's great next year and he leaves and you say to me, God, they gave up Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver and those guys are playing well, I'm still okay with it. And then you get a pick. You get the pick. I feel like there was more pressure to re-sign Hayward after trading for Hayward than there is for Goldschmidt. Correct. And I guess well, a lot I think of Shelby that Miller's is cachet at the time yes. was higher. Yes. Even though he went missing during the playoffs in 2013, his cachet was definitely higher than the collective Weaver Kelly cachet that you gave up. Apparently, and, and Mr. Dewitt said he said a lot of teams had called and asked about Kelly to see if they were making him available because they they also know that they don't need him with Molina playing every day. Uh, another cut from Mr. Dewitt who joined us on the press box live as it happened. Cardinal coverage. You can count on Friday on 590 The Fan. Well, how does Bill DeWitt feel about the team? I feel much better than I did two days ago, uh, although having said that, we did win 88 games, and, you know, the second half of the season we were as good as anybody. So, you know, we have a good base to build on, and those players, by and large, are returning. We haven't really lost anybody that was uh, making a big impact in, in the 88 wins. So you had a Paul Goldschmidt to that. I mean, that's a... That's a big plus. Gregerson's a part of those players returning. He is. He's Brett Cecil for now. He's in that mix of arms. You're loaded up with arms. You've got Goldschmidt now sitting at first base. Ozuna left. Here's the the fun dilemma would be if Ozuna is great. A lot of people are thinking that. Comes back, bounce back here. He's healthy, wasn't healthy last year. You got a little bit of damaged goods on the first year of that deal. Goldschmidt's himself, which is solid numbers. Thirty. I mean, what would you accept if I told you thirty ninety right now? I'll you take go, that. You yeah. go with that. Yeah. Not holding out for a hundred. No. Not holding out for thirty five. If he gave you twenty eight and eighty five, you're gonna hold out for more. I You'll... think I'll hold out for okay. more. I think thirty home runs is a fair, given that he's hit very well against NL Central opponents. I think you would expect for him facing them more to have really good numbers. And this is a fun hot stove debate: who has more homers next year, Ozuna or Goldschmidt? If you had to guess, because I believe Goldschmidt. Hold on. This is our hot I mean, stuff tech- tea kettle for this week. Oh, thank tea you. Kettle. It's back. It's brewing. I'll say Ozuna. I have way. a feeling that he may be in that mid to upper 30s. Goldschmidt has a great year. You sit at the table next year, if you don't get a deal done for either, who are you going hard after? Age-wise, Ozuna's going to be a couple years younger. He is a Boris guy. Yes. Now you have the – he is a gold glove outfielder. Allegedly. We're told. He has the award somewhere. We don't know who gave it to him. You, uh, yeah, It seems like first is more of a position that you'd like to have anchored. You know, you got a guy locked in. I think Goldschmidt's more consistent. What did Chuck, And Chuck also called him the Cardinal Terminator, like they went into a lab and created this guy. Yes. In terms of persona, approach, everything. He does seem to fit everything they're about. I do think they lean towards more consistency and go after Paul. I think the guy who you feel like you can pencil in, as you said, 28-plus home runs, 90-ish or more runs batted in for the next four seasons. Do you feel that comfortable with Ozuna, that you can pencil in confidently, like year a after home year run, year. RBI total you think he'll accumulate? I'll be fascinated at his market. If he has a huge walk year and what people are saying next year, oh my God, you got to lock this guy up. I, I think it'd be, and Cardinal fans would say, get both. It'll go back to that, well, we can't spend too much, but you'll have a chance next year, in theory, to retain 
both of your guys. Cardinals.com for those holiday packs, your Ozuna packs. I think Harper you can get pack. yourself the Harper pack. Get the Manny pack if you'd like. Cardinals.com slash holidays. Almost 1 o'clock, which means Fast Eddie's is about to open their doors. Seven days a week serving lunch and dinner and late night fun. Music every single day. This time of year, man, it's cold and crappy outside. Just hunker down. Charlie said it. Nobody's working this time of year. No one no. It's the holiday season. Tis the season is what Strick said. Next week's the bad week, I feel like, for everyone. Myself, everyone is going to mail in next week. Where nobody's working no next one's, week? Uh, you'll, you'll be You're working. working. There'll be quotations around maybe, working. Maybe the Blues heard what Chuck said, and they feel like it's December, it's the holidays. Come on. Nobody cares. Alexander Steen was in the locker room going, guys, I was in the 590. Trevor Marlowe says he's taking the whole month off. I think yep. we should do the same Settle thing. Settle in. But if you're going to kick back and have fun, no better place to do it than Fast Eddie's in Alton. Talking about the Clark Street Bridge, the home of Joe Roderick and Fast Eddie's, Alton, Illinois. Broadway and 4th Street, great location. It's a roadhouse. If you've never been, you walk in. It has kind of that old Route 66 vibe. Coldest beer anywhere. Great food. Low prices. They haven't raised the prices in years. Might see Mike Shannon there. Might see Sammy Hagar. You just never know who's hanging. Might see Brad Strobinger. All the greats hanging out. Fast Eddie's. The tradition continues. The Bon Air in Alton, Illinois. And right on cue, his name's been mentioned several times. Oh, hi, Chuck. Hockey uh, reporter. You're kind of like Harold Baines. And, and I think this is a compliment, but probably not like a true compliment. So Correct. go ahead. No, I want to. I want to hear this, this one. This is a good out. comparison by Martin. This, and you know where I'm going here. No, I just, oh. you're using a good name. First of all, baseball Usually your wise, comparisons involve bad names. Baseball wise, I was always basically a DH, so I'll take okay. that. Okay, fair. But my point in saying that we went through the Harold Baines resume earlier, and I said to Frank, it's the weirdest collection of teams that he appeared with, because he had three stints with the White Sox. And he had three stints with the Orioles. So he'd be here, and then he'd be here, then he'd be there. Then he'd be... You appeared on the morning after mm-hmm. this morning. Then you were on the Hollywood Casino Press Box yes, as a hockey guest. And now you're here to close out the midday grind. A lot so of Chuck today. Kind of a Harold Baines resume. It kind of gets back to what we talked about last week. Sometimes people give a strong effort when they're in a contract year. That happens ah, in sports. Now, ah. I'm not saying that my radio deal might be up sometime in February, but if that were the case, and Randy Markell was listening and saying, man, that Charlie, he really hustled. I mean, he was on the morning show. He called in from the rink. He was driving back to uh, get his clothes to to anchor at Fox 2. He said, you know what? I want to come right into the studio and finish off the last 15 minutes with the boys. I'll bet he did it just because Martin's got that Schnooks gift card, and he's getting nervous about it. Also true. Also true. Chuck back from the rink. We had that live report about an hour ago, and again, not that big a deal, but it's fun to talk about. There was a fight on the ice. Robert Bertuzzo, Zach Sanford got into it. What what did the guys say after? What were what were the comments? Everybody basically said, "Look, this happens. It's hockey." Probably the best quote came from uh, our guy Patty Maroon, where he he was asked about it, and he pauses and he just kind of smiles and he says, "That's hockey." And then he paused again. We're kind of wondering, are you gonna? Are you going to keep talking? And he did. He just goes, I love it, man. He's like, I love it. And it shows that the I team cares. I told you that's hockey. Now get out. Right. But we talked with Braden Shen and Chris Butler and Craig Berube, and they all said, look, this happens in sports, and sometimes guys are frustrated, and then next thing you know, they're sharing a beer together or eating lunch together right afterwards. They're sitting in the in the hot tub or the cold tub after practice, getting, getting training and treatment and, and laughing about it after the fact. So clearly everybody – in that Blues dressing room, is not 
happy about where they're at in the standings. You had a horrible loss at home on Sunday, and the frustration just boiled over. And as we said earlier, basically they're just doing a battle drill in front of the net. They had a pretty short practice anyway. And Craig Bruby said, even before the little Donnybrook broke out, he wasn't planning on having a long practice because they play tomorrow, obviously. And uh, they're doing a battle drill in front of the net. It looked like, from from my vantage point, that Robert Bortuzzo did get a few strong cross-checks in on his teammate, more so that you would think, you know, a little, a little tougher than what you'd see on a teammate in a practice. You know, not against an opponent, obviously. And Zach Sanford uh, didn't like it. He's did also they, did a very— one, Either one of them talk, Sanford they or did not. Bortuzzo? They did ah, not. I hate that. Come on. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody else talked about it. It wasn't a huge deal. I'm going to make it a huge deal. All right. Sanford, though, he does seem to be the most mild-mannered guy That's a mismatch. Oh, 100%. So that's what I'm saying. You could tell that, that Bortz, I mean, when they're throwing, when they're throwing did, hands Bortz? there. Hold on. Who's Bortz? Bortz? Big Bob. What? Bortuzzo? I'm a hockey guy now. Who are did you, you just call him Bortz? How can you not call Bortuzzo Why Bortz? Why did you ever been around hockey? to get to his name? It was Have you ever Bortz, been around hockey? Big Bob, and then Bortuzzo. Bortzy? Bortz? I'm, I'm certainly not the first person to call him Bortz. I've heard no, that. No, but I, it's, it's not your place. You're not that guy. I will call him Bortz. Call him 41, too. Either way, my point is... What is your point? You could tell that... Why are you here? Bortz, look, Bortz was <laughs> ready to, to drop the gloves. Sanford probably didn't want any part of it, but he's going to stick up for himself. So they fought for seven to eight seconds. Steve Ott comes in, breaks it up. It's all good. It happens. But then I was thinking to myself, just covering the Blues over the last 10, 11 years, again, we see this a lot at Rams training camp. I couldn't think of an instance where I saw it at a practice for the Blues. Yeah, at a Can Rams you? practice. Well, uh, Richie pulled a knife in the huddle, and uh, which you know the league doesn't allow. <laughs> Richie actually uh, ran over one of our uh, linemen with his car. <laughs> now, Probably shouldn't joke about that because now, I think he he's having have, yeah, some was, yeah, serious issues. And by Richie, it could be anybody. I mean, we could just be a guy, sure. Rich, Richie uh, Anderson, Richie Smith, Richie yeah, Valens, yeah. Richie Valens, La Bamba. Uh, Great to be here, though. Here just in time for a little thing we do called. The end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Chuck, I'm glad you're here because uh, you get to answer, uh, what was your favorite part of the Marquette-Wisconsin game on Saturday? Oh, oh, this is there's easy. so many par- parts to enjoy. First of all, I did glance at it as I was walking back and forth at Fox 2 How about doing other on, work. On the big network? I was going to yes. say, the best part about it by far was that it's on Fox, and I didn't have to do an early newscast on Saturday because I was working for Zach Cho. So the best part was that it was on Big Fox, and we didn't have to do a newscast. But also yeah. a great game. I, I think heard. the best part is they beat Wisconsin in a game where their best player, Marcus Howard, who's a really fun player to watch, he was 7 for 27. But normally you'll say to a guy who's just missing every shot, stop shooting, stop shooting. But he's their best player. So I was like, all right, you have no choice. Just just keep shooting. That's just a keep... that's a Kobe Bryant final season with the Lakers line. And then, Seven for twenty seven. And then how can how can a star player like Ethan Happ, he's one of those Wisconsin guys that's been there for like thirty years, like Nigel Hayes or Bronson Koenig. Kaminsky. Ethan Happ is a star player, right? Wisconsin. Big guy who scores a ton. He only shoots forty one percent on free throws. And the whole game he's getting like down low, putting in buckets, close range, getting great position. At the end of the game, they flash that stat. I'm like, oh, my God, I should have been following him. I'd get a couple of goons off the bench and say, get in there. Oh, what are you, John Chaney? Yes, give me a couple of guys. Just hack them the whole game. Anyway, great game, fun time. Coach Wojo, big win for him. 
And I started to text him. And You're I'm texting, sitting, buddy? We had a watch party at Mellow Mushroom. Hoff didn't show up. He's too good for I us. I was at the house watching So it. a bunch of Marquette alums. So I was just doing a quick note, and I typed, huge, coach, great job. And before I hit send, I looked, and it said, hugs, coach, great job. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I don't think I want to be sending hugs to Coach. I wish you would have, though. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Just to see his response. Gratuitous Marquette talk, a lot of fun. Hopefully they are, in fact, a tournament team. I think that was the first time in a while we've brought them up, actually. We've done a pretty good job of kind of curtailing, despite them being pretty good. Yeah, Marcus Outer, big day against Kansas State. Um, Why are you talking like that? Billy Hamilton, one-year deal with the Kansas City Royals. So you'll still see him at Bush Stadium this year. Trying to steal bases against the Cardinals. Big rivalry. Yes, love it. Uh, Chuck, you mentioned Bort, so I have to play this. Mommy, Bobby, buy me a license plate. No, come along, Bort. Are you talking to me? No, my son is also named Bort. It's just a classic Simpsons clip about the name Bort. I, I have to that. say, I'm surprised you responded to me saying no, Bort. I did the first, we were just kidding. Like, you were a hockey insider. I'm a hockey guy now, it just okay? sounded funny. Like, if you start talking about Chad Johnson, you're like, well, Johnny's going to be on waivers for a second. May I say, though, and look. Say. The fight at practice, okay, it was not it was fun deal, to talk it's about. Fun. It's not that big of a deal. However, we're going to air a lot of it on Fox 2. I can promise you that. <laughs> How many views? But, How many views? Well, here's here's what I find. The most funny thing about it is the little competition between the different TV stations in town where I kind of like to give uh, Frank and Doug maybe uh, a couple little jabs here. And it just happened to be that uh, our guy Dave Sharp was the only photographer there at the time that got video of it. And uh, right now it has 57,000 views, and I'm sure Frank's not happy, and that makes me even happier. Frank wow. was mad. Of course he was mad. He was Why t- are you participating in such schadenfreude? This is competition, bro. We're supposed bro. to beat 101, right? What happened hey, to We're supposed to beat them. They're supposed to beat us. And I Fox 2 is supposed board? to beat Channel yes, 4. Bro. Yeah. Okay, the Cardinals, do they go out there and try to just have a good yes. time with the Brewers, or they yes, try to beat the Cubs do. and the Brewers? No. They have fun with them. Competition, baby. And by iron way, sharpens iron. What? I think it's. I think it just goes by Shadzi. You don't have to do the whole... Schadenfreude. Thing. Oh, Shadzi. Ah, ah, I got gotcha. you. Sorry. Uh, Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> drop out. Randy, of that. if you are listening, I did, that wasn't my idea. I only bring this up because Chuck has fantasy implications. Vikings, Seahawks, Monday night. Delvin Cook is not supposed to score. It's not a bad Monday night game. Yeah. You have a good Thursday night game, by Yes. Chiefs, Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Our, it's the Missouri battle. Yes. Our Chargers against the Chiefs. How about that? Mike Parson will probably be there anyway. You were due for a good one after what you had to go through last week. We've had mostly good ones, but last week was bad. Um, although the Jags got that late touchdown. Vikings getting three points, right, I believe? Sure. Seattle's still a tough place to play. They're, they're, they're kinda, pretty they're, good. And they're heating up a little bit. They are. What's the OVA? Oh, let me check that. Not a high-scoring team. Vikings are a weird team points-wise. Mike Zimmer, defense, low scoring. I'm going to guess something like... 48 I'll, I'll take Seattle to win. I'll go 27 19. So Seattle's to win and to cover. Yeah, what was the question? Was it whether they'd cover or not? Over under on mybookie.ag is 46. And right now, Minnesota getting three points. I'm going under 46. Okay. Right? Okay. I'll go over 46 just to uh, go against you there. Did I go 27 18? No, I went 19. I was right at 46. How about that? I'll also take the Vikings getting three points. How about a close game? Maybe even the Seahawks win it by uh, two points or a point. Hey, honey, we put up the stock and said, hold on, hold on. Vikings about to kick a field goal. Well, they're losing by 10. Yeah, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. 
Listen, listen. People like fantasy football, and yep. when you when you pour your blood, sweat, and tears into a fantasy season, you There's make all the moves. something about that seat in fantasy no. football. That's where Frank sits. Stop. Listen. I feel, I feel the rhetoric. You make all the moves. You make all the trades. <laughs> you do you your wins. research. Sometimes you make the wrong ones. And then the last... Two Imagine weeks. You sit your defense like a coward. Jack you bench Doyle the greatest gets quarterback of all time. AJ Green gets injured. Odell Beckham Jr. gets injured. And yes, I did bench, you bench Tom the Brady. Greatest quarterback of all Tom time. Tom Brady has been bad. Anybody who plays fantasy knows that Tom Brady has been a bad fantasy quarterback. I started Jameis Winston over him, and of course, it backfired. Yes, but I know Shocking. that he screwed me so many times that as soon as I bench him, he was going to blow up. I know. Dude, I thought about that. I also had a bye. Yeah, it happens. Next you said, topic. You said Bradsey. Come on. It happens. Bradsey? Uh, the trolley does, in fact, only run Thursday through Sunday. That's what I was saying. Your initial reaction to last. Well, hilarious that it, <laughs> they are going to say it's only will... running by Thursday. All right. To Didn't be know fair. that. Thursday, noon to 8. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. Th- Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8. Sundays, noon to, uh, I don't know. This car is confusing. It runs over the weekend. Thursdays and Sundays, noon to 8. This was poorly written by the Post. Friday and Saturday, noon to 11. That's how the trolley it's runs. It's more of an extended weekend deal, yes. the trolley. I thought maybe it ran every day of the week because that'd be hilarious if they said, oh, we're fine, we'll be ready by Thursday. <laughs> it would actually be befitting of it. Uh, that's the end of the day. It sounded initially like an answer we would give. Hey, can you get right on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have it by Thursday. So people can't ride the trolley? It actually doesn't run again until Thursday. Chuck, great to see you, buddy. Great TMA, to be here. TMA the next couple of days. The cat is in Vegas doing some TV work for Fox Midwest with the uh, winter meetings. Frank and I give our bold picks. Bryce Harper, where do you think he ends up? It may not be this week, but where do you think he ends up? I'm going to go ahead and say Philadelphia Phillies. I think they have to get somebody. It seems like with their stupid money. Yes. They got to do something. The owner's been talking so much. They better bring a a big fish home, correct? And then Manny Machado. Hoff and I both went White Sox. I'm going to go... Or you can just go. We gave Plowsy mystery teams for all of these. I kind of like that White Sox play, right? That's that makes a lot of sense, especially because his market's going down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe Chicago might outbid these teams. I was so, going to say Yankees, but I like the Sox. Phil Rogers said he cost himself one hundred and fifty million. I think that that's too a little high. Excessive. I think that's a little high. By what? Just by sliding into a couple whole, people he's and not Charlie Hustle, Johnny Chuck. Hustle. Yeah, just the collective negativity that came out of the postseason. That's a little high. I have to say though, I mean, we we always joke about contract years. How how dumb can you be when you're going on the market to just do everything wrong in the playoffs? Like, if you would tell somebody how to not play in the postseason before your free agent year, it would be every single thing that Manny Machado did and said in that entire playoffs. It was crazy. Right, and don't say it. Maybe you can't help yourself when you're on the field, but then don't go around saying. I mean, he's kicking everybody. Yeah, I don't really hustle that much. Tuna says he's more likable because of all of that. He wants him. Chuck, great to see you, buddy. Great reporting on the hockey beat. I'm a hockey guy now, and I think, you know what? Now that I'm just going to do this show for 15 minutes, I think I think that works good. I should just come in for the last 15 minutes uh, from here on out. Uh, true story, and I know we got to get going. I left the morning grind back in the day, and then I had a meeting with the general manager. And he's like, hey, you want to come back? And I'm like, not really. I go, I, you know, I really only have about 10 to 15 minutes of good material that I need to get out every day. I, I can just do it at home. He goes, you want to do a 15-minute show? Ooh. And I said, what? That sounds good, actually. He's like, you could do something every day for 15 minutes. I'm like, I, I think I'm good. The Martin Kilcoin show. Hey, weekends from 10 to 10, car, 15 on 5 Hey, look, if Randy's <laughs> listening, Randy, if you're listening, okay, I understand. But if you want to give me that time slot, 1245 to 1, 
Okay? Monday through Friday. I'll get up and leave. I can handle that. It's going to be really embarrassing when Chuck wants to replay an interview during his 15 minutes. I'm going to need a co-host and a producer, though. (laughs) (laughs) Frank's like, hey, what's coming up next? Well, I'm leaving, and then at 12.45, Charlie will be here. (laughs) It's kind of like going to the bullpen, though. You close it out, buddy. You're our Luke Gregerson. Quick hot takes. Luke Gregerson. You went from Baines to Gregerson. Hopefully you didn't listen to the earlier part of the show. This holiday season, people start thinking about charitable endeavors we love that about this time of year and it is the holiday season really all of december charlie's right he is right thank you and you want to do something for others think about our little out kids in our community for 25 years more than that now it started in 1993 it's real simple if you go online you can read the backstory ourlittlehaven.org and the story there that they like to tell is about the cookie jar and when you're a kid your parents pat you on the back they buy you a bike and they they love you all the time. Well, there are kids where that just doesn't exist. And so what Our Little Haven does is they help fill up that cookie jar because they say when you're about age 10, that's it. And the rest of your life, all of those great things that have happened, the wonderful parenting that you experience, that carries you through your life. That's where Our Little Haven comes in, gets these kids who otherwise were going to fall through the cracks in the system. And now these kids are productive people that are coming back and doing great things. Scott Hummel was here last week. You could tell he was getting emotional talking about the kid who left went through the system, and now is a social worker trying to help other kids. It's amazing. Uh, the great work they're doing, you can get involved. It's OurLittleHaven.org for more information. We're giving away now to the Hardline. Chuck, the Hardline is coming up next. Mm-hmm. Right here on 5 Nine the Fan, we'll hear you tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. Congratulations.